Ladies yes. and gentlemen, yes. welcome back okay. to another episode of the Midgard Minute Podcast. I am Chris, joined as always by my lovely and faithful co-host Nick. Nick, how you doing this evening? Jesus. This evening is going so very well. I'm having a great time. I'm excited to talk FF7 as always, and I'm very excited to talk about today's topic. Yes, and I'm very excited to uh, not talk about Before Crisis <laughs> this week. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, there were some good nuggets in there, but definitely the but, weakest you know, of the compilation. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be moving on, and I can't okay. wait for the Ever Crisis version of it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's probably the next time you'll hear us reference that. Yeah. Uh, but it won't be the last time you hear us reference the Mosey Gang. Oh, that might have been the smoothest transition in the history of the show, (laughs) but please carry on. And who are the Mosey Gang, I hear you asking at home? Well, the Mosey Gang are the lovely, lovely folks that contribute as low as one gill or dollar, uh, or whatever the current exchange rate is these days, uh, a month (laughs) uh, to us to keep this this show going and uh, showing their lovely support. And those lovely people are Scott... Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brianne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, Ryan, Petros, Matt M, Tyos48, and Colton. Thank you guys so, so much for your lovely support. And if you, dear listener, would like to be added onto that list of people and uh, support the show, you can find uh, in our in our episode description, in our social descriptions, uh, we got links there for stuff. And if you do like to contribute, uh, you can gain access to our Discord, where we are now, at the last in the last week of every month, having a dedicated game slash chill night, and uh, you know we we try to do other things, but we have now finally after a year and a half of doing this podcast, we have finally decided to have a dedicated uh, day for that, where you know we. Uh, at least one of us is going to be, or both, if 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 you're lucky, uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, hanging out in the voice chat, and you know you can talk to us, and we'll play games or just you know talk FF7 or random stuff. And uh, yeah, if that sounds good, like I said, we got uh, links in our bio, in our social medias, and in the episode description as well. And with that out of the way. Uh, let us talk about the subject of today's episode, which is something we had alluded to in the previous episode, uh, which is Sephiroth, Genova. Who's in control? Who's really doing the do? <laughs> this seems like a conversation that, much like the shipping wars, hasn't ended since day one. Yeah, because I I see, and like I guess one thing we could do is kind of let the audience know where we stand. I know I come from the camp of I know it's a mixed bag. Who has more pull over the other? I'm unsure, but I think both sides make great arguments, and I think that's what's going to be fun about exploring today's episode. Yeah, and I think uh, as far as my stance, which I mean, we have sort of briefly touched upon this uh, this question uh, in prior episodes. But I think I have been a little bit more um, intrigued by the idea or the possibility that Genova is more in control or at the very least, you know, like Sephiroth is kind of there. But like the Sephiroth that we see in Remake and, and Rebirth going forward is not 
the Sephiroth, right? Like, and there have been, like, I've shifted so many times back and forth between how I feel about it. But I still like the idea of, uh, there's some stuff going on outside of my apartment. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, you know, that Sephiroth being there, because I'm, I'm of the belief that the Sephiroth that we see in Remake, right? All the ones that, the versions that we see or Cloud sees, really, because I was under the impression that Sephiroth was not even there at all and that it was entirely in Cloud's head. But as we see later in Remake, he does show up when everyone's right, you know, walk right down that catwalk from mm -hmm. Genova's tube, right? And then everyone can see him. And then we also still learn even after all that and he, you know, stabs Barrett and kills uh President Shinra and all this stuff that we do see that it is just another one of the clones. So I'm thinking is that are like what who who is that <laughs> do it like is sephiroth really there and then what i've eventually landed on is that all those sephiroths that we see over the course of the game are not actually sephiroth they're just like him you know possessing these you know um failed clones or these you know failed soldier copies of him or whatever and that we actually for real see him at the end of the game at the edge of creation even uh, at first I was like, is it only just with him and Cloud talking at the very end? Or is it that we fight him at the end of Remake, the whole the whole big fight there? And I do think mm -hmm. that everything, once we cross over into the, you know, Edge of Creation or whatever, uh, what what do they, there's another name that they call that area when you go into it. The, oh, singularity. the singularity, yeah. Yeah, when once we enter into the singularity that that, that Sephiroth that we see there is like the Sephiroth that we've seen theoretically the one that we saw even in uh, Advent Children which I yeah. think that's the version of him that is persisting within this singularity which honestly now that I have said that it honestly makes me feel like because when you think about Advent Children you know that's kind of still like the whole thing is that Sephiroth isn't really there, right? Like that is mm -hmm. well, he is, but he just he like possesses Kadage. He's, he's able to manifest himself through both Genova and Cloud's fear of him. Yes, which through Genova, is, Kadage, and Sephiroth and Cloud's fear. Right, which say. you know Kadage uh, was a Sephiroth clone, mm -hmm. right, or at least made from his cells or whatever. He could just hold his Mako. Which is very interesting considering what we literally just said about all these other clones that we have seen in Remake. Because it's the same process, I think. Like, thinking about it now is that, that that's kind of what's been happening. Like, we've already seen this in Advent Children. And I think that's the same thing that's happening here. Because all those, you know, Sephiroth uh, copies or rejects or whatever they are. You know, if it th it's theoretically the same thing, right? Like am I it, like does that make sense? No, I... in th in theory, the the drone, the clones that we see droning around Megar, the reunion, the reunion. Like yeah, like Kadaj is the same version of that, just not as not yeah, as much he's... of a failure. He was able to, as I was saying before, he could hold his Mako, he could hold his Genova cells, like he could hold. Yeah, he's it. a slight improvement like he, over that, but not. He didn't quite burn at out. The same he didn't level. get. He didn't get, like, microwaved. His brain didn't get microwaved the same way a lot of those other clones did. Same goes for Cloud and Zack, you know? So whatever the variable is 
that makes you a Cloud, Zach, or Kadaj as opposed to uh, like one of those droning clones? I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe we'll explore it. But and to get into a little bit of what you had to say, mm-hmm. as far as like with Sephiroth and Jenova, right, and who's in control, I'll say this. My perception has always been there is no like Jenova character. There's no conscious right. sentient being. I think we can both being, agree on that. R- exactly. There's no conscious sentient being sitting at the helm like making these decisions for Sephiroth. I like that concept of Jenova to me does not exist. Like there is a corporeal form of Jenova that is Correct. in the tube, but that I don't think that that thing, it's whatever not a brain that is, child. it's not actually what Jenova is, right? Because I mean, obviously, I J- J- I think Jenova can exist. You know, like I mean, they steal like he steals her head. I mean, but that right? is the so, so- I mean, but that is the source of Jenova, and I think. I think the whole stealing the head thing was him and his him and Genova jumped into the live stream, I guess in a sense an attempt to merge with the live stream. I've had somebody reach out to me mm. of all places in the YouTube comment section with some enlightening shit about all of that. But we'll get into that down the road here. Yeah, um, talk about an oxymoron. Talk about uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but getting back to the whole Sephiroth Genova thing, you know, they've made it very clear Genova is a virus. She's a virus that mm-hmm. spreads, and when you t- th- when you look at the stories the ancients would tell, Genova spread amongst them, and they had no idea, right? Genova took over their whole civilization right. without them even realizing. So she's more like this virus that will seep its way into you, and you'll, in theory, would be carrying out her will without realizing. Now, you could definitely make the argument that Sephiroth is so strong-willed that he overrides Genova's influence, as opposed to someone like Cloud, right? Where mm-hmm. you see it in Remake and you see it in OG, but especially Remake, where when he gets like close to Genova, he can't really control himself. He starts like zombieing towards the elevator while he's like muttering mother to himself. He's like becoming this possessed zombie. Sephiroth doesn't, we don't ever see that happen to Sephiroth. Like even when Sephiroth starts to quote unquote be taken over, he is speaking in complete sentences. He, he's not droning around holding his head. He's, right. he's he, in he a sense fully He has all his there. faculties about him. Yeah. Right. Even so, I was, I was going to say like with the Nibelheim incident, it's like when he, even when he's cracking there and having that, you know, like that mental break or whatever is happening to him, it's still like he's still him. To Correct. a certain extent, right? Like there's still like he might have, you know, you know, he might have had a mental break, but that's still he's still there, you know. The and lights I, are on and he is still home. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's not a it's not a one hundred percent thing, right? Right. Like whoever's in control, there's a sense of a um what would you call it? A um a um Jesus. Oh, there's a perfect word for it, but I can't remember it. I'll remember I'm try, it by I'm the trying time to help. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, there's a certain um, relationship between the two where mm. they, they use each other. It's not 50-50, Sym- right? Symbiotic. Symbiotic, there's the word. They there have you a, go. There it is. That, that's why we're here. That's why we're a Symbiosis. team. Symbiosis, there that's you go. That's why we're a team. They have a, a team sim- effort. They have a symbiotic relationship with one another. Um, but ultimately, if we're going to answer this question, it's got to come down to the end goal. So Genova and Sephiroth want the same thing. And now this is where I start to get really curious about everything. They want the same thing. They want to, quote unquote, restore the planet to its rightful owner, let Genova take over the planet, and then so Sephiroth and Genova can sail the, sail the cosmos, 
with the planet as their vessel, spreading mm-hmm. Genova, because that's what a virus wants, right? A virus wants to keep spreading and keep surviving. So ultimately what it wants is to take Earth, the planet, well, Gaia, I should say, Gaia right. the planet, make it a host, make it a vessel, and use it as a, as a uh, vessel to go from planet to planet, spreading Genova everywhere. Now, if Sephiroth and Genova have the same goal, you cannot convince me that Genova doesn't have control now, right? Sephiroth is still there, and I, every, if anything, I think Sephiroth might be the one more in control, but Sephiroth doesn't go from a guy who works for Shinra to suddenly wanting the exact same thing Genova wants without right. Genova having some kind of pull in the relationship. See, now, the thing is, because what I think happened is that it it happened to line up because when you think about when you think about crisis core right and you think about how sephiroth was before nibelheim right and he's like ah you know i'm i am just doing my thing i got my friends that's all i really need and he i i guarantee that sephiroth probably rarely ever contemplated his uh you know existence really or at least you know maybe not in like a very meaningful way because he would probably was very much like yep i'm here to be a badass and you know was probably fighting in wars ever since he was young and did never really had to think about where he came from or you know mm-hmm. what what his purpose is right and then we kind of see in crisis core when he has that sort he starts to begin to doubt himself when genesis starts you know doing his whole thing and then angeal sort of starts falling apart as well well in in mul- more ways than one um, and, you know, seeing that happen, I think that stuff definitely helped spur him to kind of think a little bit more about, like, what what is my deal, actually? Like, what yeah. actually, like, you know, he, he started having some agency for himself, right? And I think that what one thing that we can definitely agree upon is that Genova infects or you know, gets her tendrils into people who are mentally compromised. And yes, she takes it. Boy, she preys on that. She preys yeah, on and, that. And what do we know about soldiers? They're definitely mentally compromised yeah. <laughs> in one way or another. They all have some stuff in there. They all have, you know, some sort of uh, mental baggage that, you know, uh, eventually, as from what we've seen so far, that has ultimately been the downfall of pretty much every first-class soldier that we've seen. Maybe, well, I was going to say aside from Zack, but even Zack is still, like, he, you know, he didn't, like, lose his mind, but, you know, he still died, quote-unquote, you know, being himself. And, you know, having that, being like, I need to be this specific way, and even if it leads to my death, right? Like, because he could have just as easily just been on the run with Cloud, right? Like, he could have just kept on running with Cloud forever, right? And, And not you know, had his final stand against Shinra, but that's who he is, right? That That's who he's going to be. And even though that wasn't maybe necessarily like the Mako making him be that way, you know, there was some influence there from, you know, other things. And I think Zack is kind of like the the good scenario. Like if, if Sephiroth didn't go down the road that he was on, I think he would have very much been like Zack, right? Or potentially, maybe not as, you know, personable, <laughs> and and lovable but you know i think he could have well i mean i feel did, like the difference is that zach, zach had like good parents that that too that you know too, what i mean 
It's it's and, hard to break that. It, like I, it's you know, and I wonder if there's a correlation, right? Because you think about Cloud, who's lost his parents, right? Like he mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have that same foundation to rest. And on. he didn't really even have like from what we've seen, at least. Like I mean, it's not like his mom was you know a bad mother or anything. It's I feel like he very much just didn't like have that connection. And also, I mean, he did leave Nibelheim pretty young. Yeah. To to enroll in the the Shinra military or whatever. So. You know, he probably he you know he was a a pissy kid. <laughs> he was like, mm, I hate you, mom. I'm gonna go and be a soldier and blah blah blah. Uh, you know, I never had that chance to develop that relationship with his mom. And it kind of, you know, and then I think of like, oh well, Angel killed his mom. <laughs> so, but she seemed like a nice lady uh, for like the two seconds that we knew her. Um, you know, but yeah, I think they're definitely with as far as Sephiroth is concerned. I feel like there was that. It, everything kind of lined up perfectly, right? Where he, when if he had gone to Nibelheim without any of that kind of the, if the cracks weren't already starting to show at that point, I don't know if things would have happened the same way. Or maybe, oh, who knows? Maybe it would have because we still don't fully understand how Genova works. Like, we do know that she's like a virus, right? Or she very much handles like one where she infects people and sort of influences them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is like, is that something like, if if Sephiroth had a stronger mental fortitude at that time? Because you got to remember, when that whole the Nibelheim incident happened right before that, he found out the truth about his existence, and that's what sort of, and then you know, depending on, well, I guess Crisis Core is canon, so Genesis being the one that pushed him over the edge, kind of, you know, all that stuff, all those things combined into being like, you know, him having that that breakdown. And being like, yep, well, I think that was probably the moment when he's like, okay. Like, he was probably, like, when they got to Nibelheim, I'm sure he probably felt the influence. And, you know, I think the argument could be made that maybe Genova was sort of pushing him in certain directions of like, hey, come to the Shinra Manor and, hey, check out this room. And then, you know, um, you know, T-pose fly over your friend and say, I'm going to uh, see my mother. (laughs) Well, I wanted to actually bring that up, right? Because I think some things that, one thing people caution against this is, you know, people are cautious to accept the idea that Genova might have any control because A, Sephiroth is such a cool villain and we want to believe that he's, He's the villain because he's the villain. Yeah, not he's, because he's some, making these decisions. Right, right. Not, not because some virus is in his brain and right. like pu- That he's a victim him. of this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's he worth, can be both. It's worth considering that Sephiroth and Genova have never been separated from one another. It's worth thinking that maybe this whole question of who's more in control, Sephiroth and Genova, it might be a dumb question because there might not be any... Sephiroth might just be Genova. Sephiroth and Genova yeah. might just be one thing because if we remember, like he's just a you know a different you know he's got Genova cells in him that. That's are, what I was gonna say. Hojo you know. impregnated Lucrezia, and then while she was pregnant, he injected the Genova cells into the fetus. So that means Sephiroth's entire development from the time he was in the womb to becoming a fully grown man, he had those Genova cells in him, propagating. Mm-hmm. Uh, restoring, spreading to other cells. Literally, it's it's in Genova is in Sephiroth's biological structure. So when you say things like, "Was Genova the one calling him to the library? Was Genova the one?" She very well could have been doing that without Sephiroth needing to hear a voice or anything like that. Yeah, she's li- like, it's worth considering that maybe just Genova and Sephiroth are like just the same thing. Yeah, much- and I it- think. 
In I much the way the, Aerith is the planet in the flesh, Sephiroth is Genova in the flesh. Right. And I think that, you know, potentially maybe proximity might have something to do with it. Because like I said, I think, you know, you got to remember that if, uh, and I'm not 100% certain on this, but when, you know, he was in, when Sephiroth was, you know, a fetus in uh, Lucrezia's body and they were at Shinra Manor, right? And was, uh, Genova was there as well, uh, presumably. Yeah. Like, because I don't think they had moved her until after well, Nibelheim. And not only that, Lucrezia would work, like, closely with the Genova project. So while she was right. pregnant with him, he was just, like, right there. Like, right so, and who Genova. knows, like, if, if, we're, and if we're saying that Genova has this level of influence, I mean, I'm sure you probably can influence a fetus pretty well. <laughs> you know, because they don't, a fetus doesn't necessarily have, you know, a, a consciousness of its own, really. You know, I mean, I'm sure but, it's But kind of in much the same way, but kind of in much the same way, like, I don't really think Genova does either. I think that's Genova's, in a sense, that's her use for Sephiroth. Like, Sephiroth and Genova use each other. They have what the other right. one needs, you know? Um But I wanted to go a little bit further. There's a whole other rabbit hole you sent me down, by the way. Um, mm. When you were talking about Sephiroth earlier in the game, that like the Sephiroth that we're seeing a lot is not Sephiroth not, himself, right? Yeah, it's not usually, not the not the physical man that we right? know from Crisis Core and and before. Yeah, exactly. Sephiroth's body should be in the Northern Crater, and then mm -hmm. when we think of this Advent Children, future Sephiroth who's influencing things, we really only got to see him at the end at that Edge of Creation scene. Um, let me just. Um, Go over this in my head real quick. So, here's oh god, I'm so I've thought a lot about this. Um, <laughs> uh, so the novelization on the on a way to the smile. Mm -hmm. There's an explanation in it's this novella that goes as follows. And again, we've talked about how this whole re the, this new FF7 trilogy is a way to consolidate all the compilation, whether it be the spin-off games or the novels, into one thing. Let me yeah. go on. But in On a Way to a Smile, Geostigma has infected the livestream and is stopping dead souls from fully entering the livestream of the planet. Mm. Er yeah, so this is now... where Aerith and Sephiroth, in according to the novel, this is where Aerith and Sephiroth are able to maintain their consciousnesses and apparently it's referred to as Livestream White and Livestream Black. So here oh comes boy. the next level. Here <laughs> oh come, boy. Here comes the next level. You ready? <laughs> Do you remember when we reviewed Last Order? Which, for those who don't know, uh, Square Enix put out like a 30-minute anime episode about the Nibelheim incident. Mm -hmm. And every time we've seen the Nibelheim incident, there's something different about it. But this is one of the more, if I'm not mistaken, if not the one furthest... In if it's not the latest interpretation of the Nibelheim incident, it's one of the latest interpretations. But in this one, Cloud doesn't chuck Sephiroth into the live stream. Instead, Sephiroth, with Genova's head, jumps in willingly. Now, when we know through On Away to the Smile that Geostigma has infected the live stream, suddenly we start to see maybe this is what's going on here. Maybe Sephiroth took Genova, jumped into the live stream, infected the live stream with Geostigma, keeping souls from entering the live stream of the planet. And if we recall, Jesse Raspberry has a theory about this, that this is what's happened to her dad, that her dad is trapped 
between the real world and the life stream mm-hmm. and can't move on. So I'm wondering, is that what's happening with Aerith? Is that what's happening with Sephiroth? Is that what's happening with Zack and Biggs and everybody else? Does it all come down to this? Is this how Sephiroth and Genova were able to sort of merge? Is Genova infecting the very life stream of the planet? And was that the consequence of Sephiroth and Genova being chucked into the life stream in that way? Now, because I I literally, as we were having this discussion, I was like, do we ever actually get like an explanation of what the geostigma is? Like, and, and I, cause I'm thinking about it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. Like obviously it's some, you know, something. Uh, Isn't it the cell? You know, it's, a, it's the cellular degradation. So, and that's the thing now, cause you know, when you think about it, like, okay, like obviously that would infect, you know, soldiers and anyone who has, Genova cells in them, right? But then I, since I, as you were describing that, I just quickly brought up the Geostigma uh, Final Fantasy wiki page and was sort of being like, I had this sort of moment of like, oh yeah, because at the end of OG, when, you know, the live stream sort of washes over the planet, right, to save Mm -hmm. it from Meteor, yeah, that would, you know, Everyone is then, you know, sort of being physically washed over by the live stream. And because I'm thinking, like, well, why do these kids have it? And why why do all these characters that are not, you know, um, and it's funny. Well, as I was are you talking about this, Advent Children? Because didn't, like, didn't the Advent Children get infected because of, like, Kadaj in them? Like, they kind of well, brought them to the water. And, yeah, so yeah. that's, yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of them did end up, they were initially, like, exposed to it. And I was reading here on the uh, on the wiki page that it was, I love that it, it was, Geosigma was originally called the Midgar Pox. <laughs> and was <laughs> that's funny. Oh referred God. to, referred to as such by people who didn't live in Midgar because it was a hyper, it, like, it was mainly people in Midgar that got the Geostigma. And then, as we know, because of, you know, they were being actively sort of uh, indoctrinated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what I was trying to get around to is that, um, oh, actually, well, it says right here that the uh, geostigma, also known as the Sephiroth gene and Genova's mimetic legacy. Yeah, there <laughs> which we go. I was like, hmm, because you had just mentioned about him and Genova falling into the live stream in, during Nibelheim and guess what <laughs> that probably did it that yeah. probably had something to do with fucking up the live stream and would eventually culminate in what we see in advent children and that sort of that struggle between the planet and you know the planet slash Aerith and you know Genova and Sephiroth you know and that's sort of that's something that struggle that we were kind of t- saying before that sort of transcends the physical sense right mm-hmm. whereas it becomes a so more of like a ethereal sort of thing and kind of like this next level um thing where i think that's kind of where we're at now in terms of remake especially if remake is theoretically taking place after advent children which we still don't know about that whole thing yet but within the singularity at least whatever that is uh <laughs> whatever that little pocket dimension is where this this Sephiroth or whoever it is, this, you know, Sephiroth or this visage of Sephiroth is operating and trying to do something, which we're not entirely sure of. And I still, I constantly think back to the rebirth trailer and it being like, so yeah, I was thinking about, uh, the rebirth, uh, trailer 
and how it's even brings up that like what is Sephiroth's endgame because we don't know what that mm-hmm. is yet and like whatever Sephiroth is in remake like we know that he he's up to something he's acting very like there's very he's very specifically doing things in a certain way he's sus. Where, because yeah exactly <laughs> we don't know because if we if we think about it like the Sephiroth like if his goal was to basically like restart the timeline right and make sure that he wins like unequivocally then why wouldn't he just kill Aerith kill Cloud kill yeah, everybody keep in mind chapter 2 chapter 2 when you first meet Aerith motherfucker shows up and just pauses Aerith just pauses her. Yeah, and taps. Yeah, taps her on the shoulder. Yeah. And it's paused. Like he could. Ju- he could just decapitate her if he really, if he really wanted to. Yeah, and and <laughs> if he can manipulate the timeline, you know the the old uh, the old Hitler theory, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not just kill them as babies, <laughs> you know, and be done with exactly. him? Be like, ah, yes. Well, um, even the though... question becomes, what does he need them for? Right, like because there's a thing where you know it's very specific, and you know I often think about those moments in remake where he is talking to cloud and saying, you know, even when you first see him in, uh, was that sector eight, uh, in the very, like the first chapter of the game. Well, or I guess not. I want to, I want to pause. Two. We can we should consider that it's possible that Sephiroth only needs the heroes until he gets the black materia. Right. Like it, it is Which... like, cause that was OG by the way. That's why he didn't kill anyone in OG was because he needed cloud to deliver the black materia. And then after yeah, that, he, that's when balls to the wall shit went down. Yeah, he literally explicitly tells Cloud to live. Like, you need to live. It, exactly. There's a little you know? something extra going on right now. And, like, it very much, like, you know, if you bring in the conversation that they have well, at the end. if I'm not mistaken, when he says that whole line in Chapter 2, Cloud, you have to run, you have to live, you have to leave. Like, apparently, those were Cloud's mom's last words to him. So he was kind of mocking Cloud mm. with that. Okay, I, I was I was not aware of that, and I guess that now now knowing that that whole interaction makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that's uh, why Cloud because yeah, he's like you bastard, and yeah, he does that whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you which, wouldn't be like you wouldn't try to kill a guy who's like, dude, get out of here, go live, man. Like, yeah, and, but like, but yeah, the thing that because when I was thinking about that, I thought about their conversation at the end where he's trying to seemingly get Cloud to join him, which makes it a little bit more confusing because it's like, well, okay. So you don't like, you don't want to kill cloud outright. And we know that cloud, obviously there's a lot more going on in cloud than meets the eye and you know, all that stuff. And you know, I, I do love how it is brought up several times in, in OG and they brought it up again in crisis core where, you know, the whole Nibelheim stuff happens and he's able to like, completely take a stab he bodied a stab from sephiroth and was and was able to not only grab it's so metal his sword and throw him across the fucking room to his death uh and you know sephiroth being like oh there's something special about you um you know and i think or you know it could be the argument could be made that you know, that is, you know, the uh, Crisis Core being a, a prequel and be like, hmm, something special about you, kid. And then, you know, of course, alluding to their rivalry later on. But mm-hmm. I like to think that maybe, I don't know, like there, there's obviously like something is going on that there's a thing that maybe I want to think it's more than 
Sephiroth being like, hey, it'd be cool well, to like have say some this. company. <laughs> I want to say this. I think when we're talking about Sephiroth and Genova and where the will lies, we have to remember that primarily what Sephiroth does want is one, black materia, get his body out of the northern crater, and then B, he wants to summon Meteor because it will damage the planet so much that the life stream will have to rush in and repair it. And then his plan is, after the meteor hits, to get into the center of that repair so that the life stream pours into him. So, like, you do mm, have this sort of narcissistic pursuit from Sephiroth, mm, which like is the why, like, did. just like the Whispers did. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so it's like, I, I think about this, and I'm like, I think it's close to 60-40 because Genova doesn't need Sephiroth to do all that to get what she wants. You know mm. what I mean? But it just seems like Sephiroth has enough influence to be like, hey, we got to make this one stop on the way. Yeah, and I think the thing, you know, because if we're coming down to, like, what the percentages are, right, and like kind of tying back into what we were talking about before of, like, was Sephiroth ever really himself, right? Or was he basically just, like, a ticking time bomb to you know, a certain point where he was eventually going to end up like this anyway, right? Like, even well, look, if he's he... got three parents. He's got three parents. He's got Lucrezia, Hojo, and, and Genova. And, and only one that actually loved him. <laughs> I mean, potentially. I mean, I'm assuming that Lucrezia loved Sephiroth. I mean, I, she Is was not bad? I was like, really. I assume you meant Genova. Because if oh, Lucrezia boy. was going to have any love for her kid, <laughs> she was not going to take Hojo's genes. I mean, I don't know, because the way that they sort of frame it in Dirge is kind yeah. of like, I was you know, obviously. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, I was just being a little coy. Obviously, yeah, yeah, no, I, I got you. But yeah, no, I just, I think that, you know, obviously it kind of is crazy that, I mean, and I hope that maybe we get a little bit more of Lucrezia in uh, Rebirth. and When you, you get know, the whatever. Vincent DLC, you will. Right, and it's like I want to understand Lucrezia a bit more because, in again, in Dirge it didn't do a really good job of being like, oh yeah, I totally understand. Like, I mean, obviously she she like you know has a boner for science and and whatever, but like to to the extent of like, not only would you work, I mean, regardless of what you think about Hojo, yeah, he's like a, a you know a scientific genius or whatever. Right, but you gotta you gotta maybe think like ah, you know I could probably work with like and like literally any other scientist on the planet, you know, like and yeah, hey, he he works for Shinra and he's you know doing this whole thing and he's got a lot of big plans, but I'm like, what what actually made you want to like study under or with this person, you know, who is very, Kojo is very clearly like it's not he's not like a He's not Dr. House, right, where he's a jerk, but, like, you know, there's a nice guy under there, right? No, like, Hojo is just, he is all about, you know, he wants to accomplish his goal, and he literally will kill well, thousands of hundreds of people. This is what I love so much about the FF7 story, right? When you consider it and you place it up against other entries in the series, Final Fantasy VII is one of the least fantasy inspired it's definitely got mm -hmm. more sci-fi influence than fantasy even though the fantasy influence is all there especially after you leave midgar the fantasy influence oh, yeah. is all there but it really does rest heavy on the sci-fi and the reason why i particularly love this for ff7 is because in this world of gods and demons and summons and meteors and kaijus and 
all of this. Science is there. And it, and it, the, and not, not only, only that, is, not only that, the end of the world cannot be brought upon, even with all these demons and viruses and catastrophes running amok, the end of the world cannot be brought about unless man is careless with science. All mm -hmm. of the ills in FF7 are brought about the recklessness and the carelessness of science and pursuing science for science's sake. So there's just, again, in a story of freaking gods and demons and viruses and it's man's reckless curiosity of science right like humanity was the was the devil all along i mean look the shinra electric power company isn't the isn't the real problem there's a much bigger threat you know which obviously that's genova so, but again genova can't do what genova does without hojo's help basically so basically what you're telling me is that james cameron is a hack yeah. I love Avatar. I love Yeah, great. Avatar. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to watch Avatar 3 when I'm 50 years old. You know um, something? I'm fucking pissed because you know what? Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> what, no, what? What? No, no. We're, Is this we're the place Avatar where James Cameron now. rants? Is this the play? Like, I don't know. Nobody signed up for my James Cameron rant, but they're getting it anyway. We're getting Look, it. Yeah. That's, no it's beef a, against this man. It's a typical no, part of this podcast, to be honest. It's part I, of the... <laughs> Everybody knows, but if Everybody you're new knows. here, we go on tangents. Yeah, let me we just go on say, completely unrelated tangents. Let me just say, I am so mad that guys like Nomura have to deal with the countless memes anytime a project like his gets delayed. Oh, it's a Nomura game, not coming out for another five years. Meanwhile, this motherfucker could take 20 years to make another movie, and anytime a word is peeped about it, it's like, oh, so cool that they've been taking this long, bro. Oh, like, you yeah, know they're working so hard. Like, this like, completely the, compelling they narrative. The, yeah, they waited for the tech to be ready, bro. Like, it's just, it's going to be... Did you so, see that water, man? Did you see that water? You know how long it took for them to, <laughs> to render that water? So, like, no beef against James Cameron. I'm just so upset that, like, he just seems to get a pass no matter what, even when it's, like, a 20-year wait. And I'll leave it at that. I will leave yeah. it at that. You know, and then, but people know with no more, it's like, oh, God, I guess he's got to add some more belts. Oh, God. Oh, no. Listen, he, he peaked with, his belt design peaked with Lulu's dress. Yeah, and I, I want to believe that Lulu's design is like a statement to, towards those people that wouldn't make jokes about not it. Not even those people. It might have just been, I want to believe, because I don't want to believe they would do something like that against fans. I want to believe a higher up said, hey, we've collected some data that says fans uh, would prefer less belts on their design. And then Nomura just goes, is this my job? Is this my job? Because I'm about to show you it's my job. I'm about <laughs> so, to show you yeah, it's the, my the, job. The focus test has uh, shown that uh, audiences really uh, vibe with uh, big titty goth girlfriends and belts. <laughs> and Nomura's <laughs> like, say no Nomura, more. Nomura, get to it. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> back to. Like, like literally, I, I just imagine it. Hey, uh, Nomura, for, um, you know, we got some recommendations for character designs on this new game. We need Big Titty Goth GF with tons of belts. Can you do that? And you're just like, there's bird shit in the woods, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> way, way before those things were in vogue, he, you know, say what you will about Nomura. The man's got his finger on the pulse of what the fans want. Yes. But yes. anyways... <laughs> Back to, I don't even remember where we had left off, but, uh, yes, yeah, so Sephiroth, and yes, and him, 
taking uh, taking over everything, right? And I do, like, we did bring up a point on a previous episode of, like, what if he is trying to assemble all of, like, the bad, the, the evil MacGuffins of all, like, the compilation material of, like, Zirconade from, uh, from Before Crisis and Omega from Dirge, right? And all these other sort of entities that came in to sort of be like, ah, we're, we're Sephiroth Light, basically. <laughs> we're all the, you know, hey, we can't do, we can't necessarily be Sephiroth again, but we need to have another, like, world-ending sort of thing happen. Yeah. Um, which, you know, hey, I, I get it. And, like, I, that, it makes me really think about, you know, what... I still think that Deep Ground is going to play into things. I think Vice is going to become more of a actual threat. And, you know, I, I mean, ultimately I could totally see, like, Sephiroth just, like, absorbing Vice. And kind of doing the opposite of what has happened to him in these other instances that we've seen him. Like, you know, maybe we'll never see, like, Kadaj and, and Yazu and all those other guys. But they will be... I mean, well, depending on who you ask, technically we've already seen them uh, in the singularity as those, uh, those like, uh, shade things that you're fighting uh, before you fight Sephiroth at the end of Remake. Um, which I think is a really cool idea... I also am like, yeah, I think it may just be like, you know, it could just be like, hey, here's a, a you know, ref reflections of Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, you know, that are in this thing. But I think it's also kind of a cooler idea if it is those guys. Um, but yeah, I could totally see Sephiroth. If, if Sephiroth, if we're thinking that Sephiroth the man is his own separate entity that has been sort of corrupted by Genova, and that that is who we're seeing at the you know in Advent Children and everything that we've seen in in remake so far. That and he has this agency and he has this plan, right? This this unknown plan that he's building up towards, right? Of mm -hmm. like kind of, and I do agree with you know the black materia thing and like he, you know, he probably has to play along. You know, it's like you know, uh, you know, someone playing a, a an RPG for the second time with like different uh, branching paths, right? Where it's like, oh, you got to play the game normally up until a certain point, and then you can make the the weird choice, right? Mm -hmm. But we've already seen things sort of, you know, with the whispers and all this other stuff, this all that everything is starting to break already. But we even then we don't know to what extent that is like, do we like is is that happening concurrently with what's happening with everyone else? Or is it a pocket dimension? Is it an alternate? Is it a multiverse situation? Um, and I feel like a lot of our sort of theories for this are very heavily reliant on what <laughs> it actually is going on. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I want to believe that the Sephiroth that we see is him. But I also like him being sort of a construct or a, um, you know, just like a sort of thing of like, hey, you you know who this guy is, and that's how you know. I'm think I think of Genova as you know having, you know, you know, even though she is or it is a virus, um, you know, having this sort of uh, consciousness about it, right? Because it's something that, you know, is that 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 form of Genova that you know crash landed onto Gaia, right? Is that is that Genova, or is that just another being 
that has been infected by whatever Genova is, right? And Genova is mm. like this whole other thing that we don't even know. Like, because that, that stuff has really been interesting to me to think about of like, what are like Genova's true origins? Like, we all just assume that it's, you know, the that being that we see in the tube, right? And that we're like, okay, that's what it is. And, you know, she's got her brain sticking out and everything. But when you think of like all this stuff that Genova's capable of, I'm like, I, I don't know, man. It seems more on the level of something that like I could totally see Genova being, you know, something more ethereal and more not like just like, oh, this is just a really super powered individual well, that has all these, you know, abilities or something. You know what I mean? Well, I have to say, I, I am agreeing with you, right? Because if we retrace Genova, right, she's the calamity from the sky. She crashed onto Earth. She's basically a viral alien, a vi an alien virus, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. Crashed onto Earth, propagated her way through the Cetra, and basically that led to their downfall. So here's the thing. We're talking about something powerful enough to take down the Cetra. Now, consider how OP Aerith was in Remake. The Cetra mm -hmm. ain't pushovers. Cetra aren't exactly pushovers. Yeah, and, and Aerith is yeah. not like a full-blown... She's exactly, either. she's half. She's half, exact, dude, such a great point. So, anyway. Or, I, I mean, don't that like could also, the, go ahead. sorry, just real quick. That that could also inherently, because there are certain games and uh, anime and stuff that I have seen where being a half-blood is actually, potentially can make you even more powerful than a pure-blooded whatever it is. But, anyways, sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, fair enough. Uh, we await the lore on that one, Square. But, with that said... So, as we know, Genova was powerful enough to take out the Cetra. We know the Cetra ain't no pushovers. And there has to be a level of her power that's in play, right? Because personally, I don't like the idea that an alien virus can crash land on Earth, can propagate and take out an entire civilization, can maintain its survival over thousands of years for society to build itself back up with a new species, by the way. The Cetra and the humans are two different races in this mm. story so it was there for the collapse of one civilization and the build-up of another so it persevered through all that time and you're gonna tell me like and again it's not a knock at sephiroth sephiroth's super powerful but he's a human baby right like he's a at the end of the day like he's he's a human baby between hojo and lucrezia you know correct me if i'm wrong lucrezia is not an ancient right uh, if Falno was the only ancient know. left. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah. until we hear anything because, about that. If Falno yeah, was also... the only ancient in their custody. You know, yeah, it wasn't like cause... that. So, Sephiroth is a yeah. human baby with Genova cells injected into him. So, I don't necessarily like the idea that this thing is so powerful. It could travel through space, crash land on Earth, destroy an ancient civilization, survive until a new civilization shows up, start to seep its way into that civilization... And that a human baby injected with its cells can take the wheel and be in full control of this virus. To me, right. I don't like... That's just the part like some, where it kind of all falls apart for me. Right, and like, just like hmm, some people don't want to As cool and as powerful as Sephiroth is, I mean, his power is because of Genova and the cells, right? And, like, and the Mako, and the Mako cells too. Right. Right, but yeah, I just I, I definitely agree that like it definitely seems like Genova, and it's something that just occurred to me uh, while you were saying that is that you know we see Genova as you know this this female body, right? But I didn't. It never occurred to me because I was just looking at like pictures of Genova, and I'm like, 
there's a whole like there's like that that female body is coming out of like a thing, right? Yep. So I'm thinking that Genova or whatever whatever Genova may be is like, you know, kind of like a paras like a parasite like an amoeba, right? And it crashed landed on earth and maybe took that form of that woman and that is, you know, because like, oh yeah, people love uh big titty goth girlfriends on this planet <laughs> so that's the form that it takes right and it kind of you know does sort of lean it into sort of the more viral sort of thing about it is like it's very much trying to and hey maybe that's how it was able to take control of the cetera or and and fuck all that shit up because oh you know you're just a random girl that we found lying on the road somewhere yeah, of course we'll take care of you and then you know then well, I think more of it, it is they, they became just like with like Shinra. I think more of it is they became infatuated with the abilities that her cells and her. Being well, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. I'm just I'm saying that I feel like because we're kind of talking about what Genova is. Right. And that it necessarily not necessarily could have been just like this, you know, alien lady that came down and was doing all this stuff. Right. I think maybe Genova as like an entity was maybe just like I don't know, uh, like a, a a tiny little like slug monster, <laughs> you know, that can transform itself into whatever. And kind of, I was making my way to being like, oh well, that just kind of ties into what we were saying about having influence on people, and you know, the what we've seen with Sephiroth and remake of like, yeah, it's using Sephiroth as a sort of be like, hey, I know because I'm Genova and we're connected by the whole cells and all that stuff and the Mako and everything that this is what you fear the most. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is, I'm going to use Sephiroth as, you know, your, that's your, your, your curse or whatever it is, right. Your, your nightmare, whatever. Right. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something, if if people, if if you watch stranger things, it's kind of how Vecna operates where it's like, I I know, I know the mental anguish that you have and I'm going to manifest it in a way that is very specific to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then maybe uses that. And if you, especially if you're injected with her cells or, you know, take a Mako bath and, you know, which I think is sort of a, you know, lesser intense version than getting directly injected with the cells. You know, so the people who have had those Mako baths are still going to feel effects of it, but not to the same extent. But, eh, but then that doesn't really explain Cloud's whole thing then, because he was never really, well, we don't know if he was injected or not. We just know that he was in, he was just bathed in Mako, and that's the only thing. Oh, no, 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 I'm pretty certain Cloud got injected with Genova cells. He he did, right? Like, because I I was trying to think. I'm pretty certain of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was ever explicitly mentioned. I may be wrong about that, but I think it's just heavily implied that he was, right? Because we just we only know that he was bathed in Mako, and that's the only thing that we know for certain. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm. It's funny because as we are kind of talking about this more and more, I'm getting more sort of caught up on like what Genova actually is, and maybe it's not as important uh, to the overall story. No, no. I just want to interrupt. We do know that Hojo injected uh, the Genova cells into Cloud while he was in the tank. Okay, so yeah, that's what I figured because like they're you know it's that's one the of only those... way Genova would have this kind of hold on him. It doesn't make sense, right? Right. For Genova yeah, to so have that I... hold if he doesn't have the cells in him. Yeah, that's why I was like, eh, I feel like that's. That yeah, that would that makes a lot more sense. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I just because we still like in a general sense, we don't really know much about Genova. Really, it's a lot kind of just told from other people mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is this is what the the history. This is what the texts say of what you know the Cetra thought it was, and you know they you know are oh it's of course as history be sometimes, especially in a in a fictional world. It's mm-hmm. very vague, very like, you know, ah, yeah, you know, she fell out of the sky and stuff happened, you know, things happened, it was very bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would also honestly be very interested to see if they do explore that stuff a little bit more because it always, as much as I am somebody, like, I don't need to have everything explained in order f- to, like, enjoy something. But I feel like because now I think it's becoming a lot more relevant to what story they're telling, at least seemingly at this point, that I think we it, it could benefit us and, and the, the story as a whole to maybe sort of understand what Genova is. Because I feel like they were like, eh, it's this thing, it's an alien sort of thing that infects people and, you know, Sephiroth is very closely, you know, uh, related to it and all this stuff and like that's kind of all we needed right because well, we, we know had it's Sephiroth. we know it's Ho- we know at this at, at, in a sense it's hojo's baby right like that's right. the most we've known about it is like it's it's shinra's his prized metal. experiment it's shinra's, yeah. like it's their prize at the center they keep you know um and it makes you wonder like if shinra you know well we don't really know how shinra even got genova right they just like oh well we got we caught her in a tube and that was you know <laughs> that that was it we were just really lucky one day we we threw out a we threw out a piece of chocobo meat and uh and caught the caught Genova in a tube um but yeah i i there's there are a lot of unanswered things now that i'm thinking about it, there's a lot of unanswered questions of like Genova's like true origins and like how did it happen and like would any of mm-hmm. this have happened if Shinra had not found Genova or had, you know, whatever, how, however they got her into their possession, right? Like what, you know, obviously Genova was able to uh, completely wipe out the Cetra, but... Well, the thing is, he, like, with the Cetra is if they became infected with the Genova cells, they would, like, mutate into monsters. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just, mm, there's so many things that I think about where it's like... The, these little details that I feel like are kind of insignificant when I'm thinking about them now, but I feel like they also could be more, uh, they could have like bigger implications to this new narrative. Oh, right. Because dude, 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 I just, I, I hate to, I hate to interrupt. But I just got no, like, please. I just got like a shockwave. So Genova was actually discovered by professor Gast in the Northern crater and professor Gast mistook uh. it as an ancient, so this is where Sephiroth's delusion comes from. Professor um, Gast finds Genova in the northern crater, uh, thinks that it's an ancient and identified it as part of the Cetra, then starts the Genova project where all of Shinra's technology starts to come out of, which lets them win that war against Wutai. That's what turned the coats. And because when Sephiroth was pouring through Professor Gast's files, he saw that, oh, Genova's an ancient? Well, then this planet is my birthright. And it's... Her birthright, like mm. right, Sephiroth's never corrected that delusion. Like he right. to this day believes that him and Genova are the rightful owners of and, the planet. And if Genova is a entity that is acting, you know, to serve its own 
you know, ends, right? Mm-hmm. Why why would Genova be like, yeah, no, you're like, well, no, you're wrong like Shinra, on this other thing. And Shinra know? is under this delusion too, because this is what the whole soldier program is about. They're oh. trying to recreate the ancients. Okay, well, I mean, it, it, this is not a huge revelation or anything, but it kind of, because it ties into things that we had mentioned before, but it's kind of like a self-defense mechanism for Genova mm-hmm. to make people who are, you know, influenced by it to be like, oh, yeah, no, this is the thing, yeah, to keep itself around. Because if people knew what it really was, yeah. they'd probably be like, hmm, maybe we should not, maybe we should, like, I don't know, burn this thing or something. Like, you know, call <laughs> Ifrit in here and, you know, fart on this thing real quick. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, it just, when you said that, I was just like, wait, wait a minute. But it is something that we sort of were kind of alluding, like, kind of going back to Genova being like a virus, right? And kind of sort of ensuring that it, it it is at the very at the very primal level that it's just trying to ensure its continued existence mm-hmm. right whatever by whatever means that is like oh maybe oh how can i survive here oh maybe i can become a big titty goth girlfriend and people won't hate me as much mm-hmm. and then i can do what i do what you know and infect people and like a virus does right and sort of you know because there are certain viruses in in real life that Mm-hmm. You know, trick your body into thinking that it's oh, it's I'm supposed to be here. What are you talking about? You know, it's it's you know, it's wearing a you know, it's wearing a disguise and be like, yeah, what? No, I have I was supposed to be here. Yeah, I know you guys are looking for the bad guy. I don't know where he is. I'm supposed to be here though. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so like maybe yeah, maybe that maybe Genova just is like a sort of you know alien virus or something that you know is able to propagate itself through people or other, you know, living things and, you know, be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, like, say if, I don't know, if it landed on a planet filled with squirrels, it would be like, oh, I'm a, this is such a bad analogy, Uh, but you're like, I'm a big pile of nuts. I should I should have pulled the cord on you, this you before you I even thought said about it. But you kind of get you get what I'm saying though, <laughs> where it's like it takes. It, I feel but like I it, think it, I think Genova might have looked like that when she crash landed. Maybe that's like that's where I'm not entirely sure about because we just know that the form that it currently has is is the the pretty lady or you know. Yeah, I don't think it. I, I'm not sure it morphed into that. I think that might just be how she was. When she but traveled. you know, because I'm also thinking, because like if you look at like the full like, well, or like because I don't know how much of this because it has that plated armor that it traveled in, right? Like if, if right. we recall the plated armor that was like suited for her. The kind yeah, of, and as funny, kind as of I'm like looking, as I'm looking at like the model of Genova, I'm like I, I don't know how much of this is like Shinra technology. Like it looks because it looks like she's standing on top of a heart, and then there's like curly stuff behind her and it's like is it is that part of her is that is that shinra technology is it a mix of both i'm not sure so it's like it's Mm -hmm. definitely like i think i think i am probably getting too hung up on the the minutiae of like what like the you know the physical form of genova doesn't really matter as as the the you know the compilation material and the games have sort of uh shown us is like it doesn't matter if it's like a full body it's like all you really need is the head and even then you know in advent children they just had what like a a a, a slice of her pinky or whatever in that jar yeah. you know or whatever the slice of her head um so it's like you don't really need like that's the thing is i don't think it even needs that full thing in order to mm-hmm. be like whatever even if that that main body or whatever of genova didn't exist 
I yeah. still feel like it would still be as long as her cells are into, you know, in Sephiroth in countless other soldiers and stuff that are dotted throughout the planet. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like I feel like and hey, maybe, you know, kind of like what we were saying more. It's more of like an influence sort of thing. And that's why I think that Sephiroth getting getting back to the point of the <laughs> of this episode, uh, Sephiroth. You know, and who's in control, right? Of like, it's, is it Genova or Sephiroth? And I do think that it may not be like a 50 50 split. I, you said earlier that it was like a 60 40 split. I'm also kind of in that line. But at the same time, I feel like it's not like it's it's not as easy. Well, well Sephiroth, as, again, there's, there's no such thing as a Sephiroth without Genova, right? Right. Sephiroth and that's the is thing. Genova. It's like they've become, they've become one. Right, so yeah. it's like when we're talking about Genova, we're talking about Sephiroth and vice versa. At ultimately, at, at the point, end of the at day, at this point, you know? ultimately, yeah. As far as for as far as what we know at this point, that's how at least how I see it, and I think that's how you kind of see it as well. Of like the, you know, they are the same thing, right? Like there's there's Symbiotic, not really, as we you know, it. like yeah, exactly. And it's like it's not like yeah, like yeah, there's a physical like corporeal Genova body and a physical corporeal Sephiroth body. But at this point in time, they are, they've joined and become one thing. Whereas I feel like, you know, Sephiroth is like conscious. Like, I don't think, I don't think Sephiroth is just like dead and like, you know, it's in Genova's no, like the real there. mastermind. Sephiroth is you know? there. Sephiroth is there. That is for sure. Yeah. I think Sephiroth. The lights are on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think Genova is just, for lack of a better term sort of amplifying himself and gave you know has given him all this you know power and all these things but also a lot of knowledge and and things like that where he, uh, she has sort of augmented his existence in a way that's a and great, has, that's what she does by the way that augmentation that right is like what kind of bringing does. it back to the whole virus thing of like she's not like it's not like a genova's not like a, a thing with its uh, well you cannot hmm. convince me oh here's a good idea you cannot convince me that the genova cells in cloud are not what allow him to see sephiroth as the clones Right. That's right. the no, like, that's the augmentation that, at work right there that you were bringing up. Right. Like right there, and, that's Genova's augmentation at work. Yeah, the debate, at least for me, the debate is like, well, okay, is that Genova doing that or is that Sephiroth it's doing both. that? It's both. Right? It's both of them. And I that's, think that's just the answer is it's both. Yeah, and that's that, that thing is that, yeah, maybe the actual answer is that it is both. Because then you How, think about, you know, but, in Remake, when you fight the Dreamweaver, right? And it's like yes. that is still is that like that's genova but like is that the thing that has been you know uh tricking us into seeing sephiroth mm -hmm. or is like is is that is the Dreamweaver even a thing like you know what i mean it's like it's one of those things where like you could theoretically be like is any of this real well one of Are the clones one of the clones transforms into the Dreamweaver. all the more all the more point that it's both of them right. playing the game when they need the clone to look like Sephiroth, they'll do it. When they need the clone to be the Dreamweaver, they'll do it. Like, they, they kind of... That is true. They, they both got their hand in the game here. I had, for a slight second, had forgotten that, yeah, at the end of that fight, you realize that it's just another one of the clones that, you know, falls over and goes, Ugh. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, hmm. Fuck, man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in a mental deadlock with myself right now where I'm like... 
what what do I think? <laughs> because I feel like as we talk about it more, it's evolving, kind of kind of like uh, you know a virus would. Um, I think I I still like I. I don't want to go so far as to say that Genova doesn't have any sort of, um, like, agency or, uh, like, ulterior motives, right? Because obviously it does. And I just don't know if that is something, you know, is that something that is being, like, an active choice that is being made by an entity? Or is it something biological, kind of like a virus or, oh my you know, God. Like, in, like in our oh, DNA? Oh, where it's yeah. Oh God! No, no, no! It, <laughs> what did it, I do? I, you finish your thought because it sparked an idea in my brain. No, that's Please that's that. Thought. I I my thought is finished. Okay, so what here's it, a lot. I've got I've got I a lot to unwrap. You sparked a lot of ideas. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get through them all. So one, when we're talking about who's in control, Genova or Sephiroth? Well, what we know is Genova knows she's not an ancient, right? Genova mm-hmm. knows that, but Sephiroth doesn't. Doesn't. Which, which, you know, so there's not complete transparency between the two, for starters. Two, right. when we consider Genova and her ability to subtly influence, you have to ask, well, when Professor Guest uh, basically concluded that she was an ancient, did Genova have anything to do with that conclusion? That's and when, what I'm and thinking. When you think, and when you think about Shinra's plan to discover the promised land, you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself, is that... what? What is, is that, there evidence do, for the promised land even existing? That and how do we know that it's not Genova that wants to go to the promised land? Because uh-huh. she she wants to infect Maximum the infection. ancients. She wants to kill the ancients, the Cetra. She's she's all about the extermination of the Cetra. So she, like Shinra, would have a desire to go to the promised land. Now. Wow. So just more evidence for Genova's ability to maybe subtly, in, uh, subtly intervene and influence the people around her. Now, this is where I kind of lose it. And this kind of takes us a little bit away from that. But now, let's consider Sephiroth's plan in OG. He wanted the meteor to crash into the planet so that the life stream would have to heal the planet and he could absorb that life stream and become a godlike being. Now, that didn't quite work out. So did he just decide... Maybe instead of absorbing the live stream, I need to absorb the whispers. It, it just seems to me like it just finally occurred to me after all this time that what he wanted to do in OG, he actually accomplished in remake. Just instead of it being the live stream in media, he took a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, changed Basically. fate. Literally went into the singularity and reorganized. Like, oh, why, why, shit. why do I got to do all this work? Why do I got to kill Aerith? I could just take uh, fate, absorb fate, and then just do whatever the fuck I want. At that like, point, and then just bend it, bend fate and reality to whatever I want. I can't to get be. the shot of him absorbing the whispers out of my head because I'm like, yeah, that's literally just what he wanted to do with Meteor. It's literally just what he wanted to do. And now I'm thinking, hmm. you know, if we look at the novelization on a way to a smile, you know, Sephiroth and Genova, they get into the live stream. The live stream now has geostigma. It's keeping dead people from entering the live stream completely. We have live stream white and live stream black. Maybe the whispers were live stream black. And that's what Sephiroth absorbed. Huh. Yeah, like he is cl- he is collecting the and those little balls. white And those little white sprinkles that came down when fate was changed, maybe that's live stream white. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just brainstorming and I all mean, the shit we've discussed. It does, it does kind of fall into like that theory that we were having of like, 
oh, he is collecting the other sort of entities. Because, like, as we were talking about that, I'm like, man, well, isn't that exactly what Omega was? Like, that's Omega's whole deal, right? And then I'm like, wait, isn't wasn't that Zirconade's whole deal as well? And I'm like... Zirconade, yeah. Huh. Like... I'm like, does this mean that the, those villains were cheap ripoffs of Sephiroth? Maybe. But also, <laughs> maybe... I, I don't want to say anything too crazy, but like maybe because Sephiroth wasn't... I mean, in Before Crisis, I mean, Sephiroth, you know, he was around, I guess. I mean, he was technically dead yeah. at that point. And maybe... Hmm, I was going to say maybe this these were sort of Genova's influences beyond that, but then that doesn't really carry over to Dirge as much because Genova's technically technically gone at that point. Mm-hmm. Like every the last remnants of Genova should be gone in terms of like you know, I guess her physical self, which I guess what we were talking about before of like does she even need the physical body to to do to have that influence over people? Right. We don't know. So it's like, hmm, like, has Genova sort of been subtly pulling, maybe pulling the strings the whole time? I don't know. That seems like a weird thing. And I'm like, ah, kind of goes against what I was saying before of, like, do we know, like, is are Genova's motives a sort of thing of, like, oh, I am actively consciously making these decisions? Or is it, like, a, you know, like I was saying before, like a DNA response, right? Of something of just, like, oh, my, my my sole reason for my existence is to wipe out existence. So I'm just going to take, I'm going to do whatever the, the best, most efficient way to do that. And maybe in OG that was like, Oh yeah, you have this guy who is, you know, this almighty being and doesn't have an equal really, except for this other guy. And yeah, well, we don't have to worry about him. We just, yeah, he's a, he's a cry baby. We don't need to worry about him, you know, cause I have, I have this, you know, silver haired Fox over here to, to be mm-hmm. my sort of my my champion, right? And kind of have that be like executing my will, but I'm still sort of torn between Genova being a entity that has like, you know, like like are we going to are we going to talk to Genova at some point? I right? would not like it. I would not like it. I got I wouldn't be like it either. I would not I would, like, I I would like not... her being a mystery. I like her being subtle. I love just the the subtle destruction, right? Once right. you introduce I, language and a personality, like there are things that can be deconstructed. What's terrifying about Genova is that I can't reason with it. I can't talk to right. it. There's right. No it, it is a force of nature, right? right. It's something that's it's one of those scary. things where that's like, yeah, I think that's where the true sort of fear of Genova comes from is that it is this thing that you cannot reason with. Right. And even when it, you know, and maybe theoretically you could reason with someone like Sephiroth, even though if he's under the quote unquote control He's of too Genova, far gone. He's too right? far gone. And it's like, yeah, at this point, yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like, yeah, there, there's that thing of like, you know, when we're talking about how much control does Genova have? And it's like, I don't think Genova really has a specific goal other than just annihilating life. Annihilation and, and, and propagation. And Annihilation right. and propagation. Exactly. And like, that's all, that's all it really is. And it just uses different means to accomplish that goal. Right. And it's like, whatever that, whether that be, you know, uh, influencing Gast or, you know, uh, Sephiroth or whoever, right. Anybody Mm -hmm. that has come into contact cloud, even, you know, it's like, it wants to just 
create a scenario in which nothing nothing can disturb it right and like you know hey what better what better way to do that than to you know get sort of uh you know caught and and protected by you know the biggest company on the planet that owns everything and then also the step beyond that of being inside of an entity that is the most powerful being on the planet you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like if you really think about it in that way like a lot of these things make a lot more sense of like Genova just being kind of like how we were saying before just like a a virus or a you know for i just i only say virus really just because of like the you know there's really no other term i could really think of to, to you know sort of you know because it d- displays a lot of virus like qualities and the right. infecting people and propagating itself and doing these sorts of things and is not necessarily necessarily like a being that is making those decisions but is something that is just like you know like nature if you look at nature in in reality and like all the crazy shit that happens in nature that is like is there, you know, and like why people think that a God exists because, you know, how could all these crazy little, you know, details and things that, you know, no one, you know, is, did someone tell this, I don't know, this bug that it can do this thing? Like did, did somebody design snakes to be like, oh yeah, you just, you know, take off your skin every once in a while and have new skin. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, is that, or, you know, is that science? Is that nature? Is that, you know, it's one of those things where like, I mean, I'm not saying that Final Fantasy VII is trying to be like a, you know, nature versus religion debate or anything like that. But I feel like it's one of those things where Genova, absolutely, because Genova is being treated like a god, right? And sort oh, yes. of this godlike entity to Sephiroth and to many other people. But I think it's really just, you know, I mean... It is more of a just a nat. I don't want to say a natural thing because we don't know necessarily if it is a natural thing. Because who it's knows? Alien. It's it's alien. It could. Yeah, it know? could have been. You know, maybe there's another planet somewhere in the solar system that. Uh, you know, because again, you know, the world of Final Fantasy VII. No one's been to space. No one knows. No, space they, got canceled, bro. They canceled the fucking space and maybe. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> And why and why did they cancel the space exploration program? To expedite going Yeah, to the promised to land. To the promised land. Yeah, huh. fuck, fuck going to the moon. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting considering what we were just saying and before. And again, you of... have to ask yourself, like, do I, look, I believe absolutely President Shinra wanted to go to the promised land, one hundred percent. But you can't oh, yeah. tell you cannot Because he tell likes me. money. You can't when there's a virus that wants all of the Setra destroyed and is literally trying to play 4D chess to kill Aerith because she's like the last remnant of, of it. Which, by the way, technically, even though it is Sephiroth that kills Aerith in uh, Final Fantasy VII, it is a Genova Sephiroth clone that technically does it, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you cannot convince me that there's this virus out there that wants all of the Setra dead. That it wouldn't be Genova's will to want to go to the promised land. Right, because you know, it's, it's like, oh, you guys are just like the, you know, it's you like, guys are again. Like the, okay, what is, what are the, the odds? Okay, what are the freaking odds? Okay, where's Genova stay at Shinra? Okay, what are the odds that both Shinra and Genova want to go to the secret land of the Setra? Right. What are the odds mm-hmm. that they both want that? Okay, what are the odds that both Genova and Sephiroth want to take over the planet and use it as a vessel to travel the cosmos? It just seems mm-hmm. like whoever cozy up next next to Genova ends up with the same end goal. 
Yeah, and you wants know? to, you know, do things. And, like, you know, depending on your level of connection, I guess, with Genova, whether you... I mean, because that, that would imply... And also, Shinra's killing the planet, right? By sucking up the Mako. Of course, Genova would like that. It's like, hey, yeah, you guys are all right. Yeah, I can hang out with you guys. <laughs> Y'all, we're, we're, we have similar, uh, you know, our... our we have similar goals, so yeah, like you know, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. Um, yeah, and uh, hmm, yeah, it it definitely does make me think of like hmm, like all these other sort of little things that seem sort of unrelated, right, are starting to come a little bit closer. Of like, hmm, yeah, that because it would imply like if if what we're saying is is what's going on, that would imply that you don't need to be infect or like ingested uh injected jesus <laughs> with uh with the genova cells or be bathed in mako or anything like that or uh, who knows maybe maybe living on gaia you'd you know it's kind of like like you know and this is kind of uh counteracting to the argument but like maybe the life stream and mako and stuff is like radiation and you're just kind of like yeah it's like it it or like you know maybe it's like the force or something right where it's like it it it, it is in everybody it's just at different levels right and if you're right. injected with the genova juice then yeah obviously you're gonna have like that's like if so, you know hey i'm gonna take this uranium and inject it into you and like yeah you're gonna have a lot more radiation than someone who is just standing in chernobyl right <laughs> you know or right. hey if you're standing in chernobyl or you're standing in miami florida like yeah the, <laughs> i think the person standing right next to the center of the thing is going to be a little bit more affected by that thing than someone who is way further away so i, I that's right. the thing another another sort of thing i'm sort of pondering is like you know obviously like a and we kind of touched on it before of like a proximity effect of like how close you are to it and i mean that would tie into you know not everyone could see sephiroth before and when they were standing next to Genova's physical form they all could see him and they you know it's not like tifa or air well it's not like, well, not, not Tifa or Aerith or Barrett or any of those guys, aside from Cloud, had the Genova cells put in them, right? But they all are living on a planet that is being, you know, in, in a city, particularly, that is being powered by, you know, effectively what would be, you know, radiation in this uh, <laughs> analogy, I guess. You know, and it's, hmm, huh, hmm. I don't know where this thought process is going, but I think I think I'm ultimately just sort of double downing on like that. Genova is yeah, it's not Genova is not a it's not a god, right? It is not it is not well, a well. Well, let me I stop mean, well, you there. So the etymology of Genova means new god. Well, the thing is, is that it's not like a you know, it's not like I I don't think at the end of this game. We're going to be in, like, it's not like, uh, you know, the Matrix, right? We're going to be in a big white area, and it's going to be like, Hi, I'm Genova. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me tell you, let me let me tell you my story. Pull up a chair. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, Genova is, like, I, I, after this entire discussion that we've had, I have sort of more landed on the idea that Genova is this, is, a, is an entity, but is not like a something that has its own sort of like it has its own goals and stuff but it's not like it doesn't experience consciousness the way the rest of the cast does right it is it exists in a different way but is still sort of something that is physical right and then definitely has abilities to go beyond that 
Well, that's the thing, right? Like, you could kill Genova's or, body, but all the cells are still around, you know? Right, the right. The cells and aren't that's going anywhere. She's in the live stream. Like, her head went in the live stream. Right. And that's the other so, thing. So, her etymology, Genova. She tainted the, she yeah. tainted the water hole. Well, it, it's interesting, right? I'm wondering if this is where it's going. because So, Genova. Nova means new. And Gen could either mean God or Gene. So her name either means uh-huh. new god or mm. new gene. So you have to wonder if the struggle of what's going on, because like, look, if Genova's in the live stream, there's no purging her out of that. There's probably there's probably no way you're gonna purge Genova out of the live stream now that her and Sephiroth jumped in like that. Maybe what needs to happen is like, you know, kind of like what the planet's doing with plastic. It kind of needs to evolve. Its biology needs to evolve to incorporate. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you, you have these, like, microorganisms now that, like, eat plastic that, like, never existed before. So it's like, okay, plastic was a problem. The planet cre- is creating these microorganisms that eat it. By the way, those microorganisms are not going to solve our problem anytime soon. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell people <laughs> you, know, you can throw your aluminum we've, we've cans we've, in the we've street tied, We've tied yeah. in a lot of controversial takes I know. into so this episode. I'm not saying that because these microorganisms <laughs> exist that you can take your plastic and throw it in the street. No. Like, it's still... But anyway, the planet has a way of adapting its biology to deal with new variants and new threats. So mm-hmm. with Genova making her way into the live stream, maybe this whole crazy story of FF7 is trying to find a way to incorporate that gene without it destroying everything. Now, in Advent Children, you they, mean, they did cleanse it. That was the ending of Advent Children. Was, that was. There was I was going to say that. But there, yeah, what I was going to say, because as we were saying, I'm like, you know what? I feel like there's a part of this that we weren't considering, and I, it, it hit me. You mean like all that stuff that happened with Genesis? Hey! And all the stuff that happened in, like, all that whole, that entire storyline in Crisis Core of, like, the cellular degradation and that, hey, Sephiroth is the... Sephiroth is the only one who doesn't have it. Because He's the it's only part one. of his biology, because it's part of his biology. He was injected to him as a fetus. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm content because I'm like. Wait a minute. Is there? Have we been like just like tiptoeing around this big old fucking <laughs> this big I old elephant know, in the room, man. and I don't even know it. Yeah, you know, like because I'm like I'm, I feel like there's something there that we just like we the 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 dots are not connected in a way just yet based on the information that we have. But I I feel like because when when we take into all this all the other stuff in the consideration, especially the Genesis stuff, which I feel like is going to end up being a lot more important into the the story that is going to be told in the future mm-hmm. that I kind of maybe I have to maybe I have to re uh relook up some of that crisis core stuff cuz I'm like you know you could think of it like oh yeah just the cellular degradation and they did bring up the cellular degradation in remake so that yes, is a thing did. that is that is meant like they're carrying that detail forward in this story. So I'm like, Hmm. Cause it's like, it's like, cause Genova then is like, okay. Cause Sephiroth then is just the perfect host for Genova. Right. And then maybe that's, maybe that's what Genova has been looking for this whole time is like the perfect host. Right. And like the Cetra couldn't handle it. And, and this is why I have to believe she might even have some influence on Hojo. Like, th- take Hojo, for example. Right, right, if, yes, If I'm absolutely. in Hojo, if I put myself in Hojo's crazy mind, he was, like, Lucrezia was never his wife. 
Genova was always his wife. He Sephiroth isn't him and Lucrezia's baby. It's him and Genova's baby. When Sephiroth was born, if you like, he mentions when he would ask Hojo, Hojo would tell him, "Oh, your mother Genova died. Your mother Genova's mm-hmm. dead." You know, he has no concept of Lucrezia. So, like to Hojo, this was a guy who's always married to his work, and he's had this obsession with Genova and everything. You know, and I actually think um, what Hojo wants to do. He wants to breed Aerith with Sephiroth. I actually think in the original it was about breeding Aerith with Red 13, but in retrospect that really doesn't make any sense. But if you watch mm. if you listen to his dialogue carefully in remake, he's like he wants to he wants to breed Aerith. And then what's his next thing? And this is before he knows Cloud is in the building, mind you. Mm. He goes, "I wonder if I could arrange a face to face." Well, no, isn't that after Palmer's like I saw Sephiroth. Yes. He, so what I'm saying is he only has a concept of Sephiroth and oh, Aerith you said, in the you building. Said, yeah, before he before he knew yeah, before he knew Cloud was in the building. Yes, right, before right. so okay. he really only had a concept that Aerith is in the building in captivity, and Palmer told him Sephiroth is walking around. So he says, I wonder if I could arrange a face to face. Now, how does he do it? He guides the party to Genova and then goes, and thus the hypothesis is proven correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Because I'm thinking. Because I'm. I'm. I'm just thinking. I'm like. Okay. Because they were trying to recreate the Setra from Genova cells, right? That's what yes. Shinra was trying to do, and that you know Sephiroth, Genesis, and Angeal were the first three to get that dosage, right? And obviously, we know what happened to Angeal and Genesis, and then Sephiroth was the one where it took, right? Yep. So you know we we're talking about you know. Um, we're talking about uh, Genova having this sort of like, oh, I, you know, I want to be, you know, uh, I want to find the perfect host. Well, you know, hey, there's no perfect host on this planet, but I could push someone to maybe create one. Yeah. For me. But then it's like, all right, well, then how? God, I love how I love how the longer this conversation goes on, like I there are times where I'm like, oh, no, I feel pretty concrete that this is how I feel. And then I'll think about something else and then be like, ah, I don't like that. OK, then how much agency does Genova have? Like, is it something where it is like have making these specific choices? Right. And like fully understands how the world works and things like that and uses, you know, uh those means of like of this established society and everything already to do its thing right you know like hmm i don't know like that's the part where i'm like i'd still like i can't make i can't like perfect the landing on this just yet because i'm like there's still too little information you know but i think what we can really boil it down to is that yes genova is a sort of parasite that that is infecting this world and is trying to you know, bring it, it, trying to just obliterate it and then, then, you know, maybe cause some sort of a, you know, cause the, the, cause remember that Genova came to Gaia on, on a meteorite, right? Mm-hmm. So what's to say that the planet that Genova could have been on previously didn't like explode. And then that meteorite is a piece of that planet that is being then pushed. And yeah. then the, if, if we think about that, then think about all the other meteorites that got shot mm-hmm. out into, you know. There could be oh, tons man. of Genovas all this around goes the down so Yeah, this goes so deep. And then, yeah, why would why would I want these these creatures to go explore the, the, the rest of space when I'm the one 
propagating myself throughout the rest of the fucking galaxy. And who knows? Maybe maybe in Rebirth and and whatever the third game is, maybe we will sort of see that. You I know, would and, love to. And be like, oh yeah, maybe Genova is like a much larger problem than we had already thought. And you know, like yeah, of course we're gonna think that it's a big problem here because we live here, right? But yeah. it's like, oh no, this the implications of Genova are more far reaching maybe than we have originally considered because this, this was a very hyper localized sort of event that is happening here. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I got like my, my head in my hands right now and I'm just like rubbing my temples and <laughs> I know. Cause there's just so much to digest and consider. Literally like as we discuss one thing and then that leads into something else. And I'm like, man, how far down does this shit go? And I think as of right now, it, it is infinite because we don't know. Yeah, it doesn't stop. We don't know where it leads. So it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. But I think we can definitely agree that Genova is a parasite of some description. We don't know how a, advanced. And a, to ultimately answer the, the topic here, it's a symbiotic relationship. We can make our right. guesses about what percentage one party's in control over the other. But we know that both parties have some influence and as of right now it's 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 up we'll find out you know like i'm certain the ff7 trilogy will shine some light on this yeah i think if yeah if we wanted to at least maybe tie a bow on this as it is right now i don't think that sephiroth is like this unwilling participant in any of this he's obviously game for all this stuff and he was like like we were saying at the at the top of this episode like he is game for all this stuff like this is what he wants this yeah he's down you know and it's like yeah is he being like and by the way by the way it would make sense amplified that's the other thing too that's worth considering remove genova it would make sense that sephiroth would want this to an extent like considering right. what he's been through, like it does. Make yeah, because like yeah, if you this. if you do take Genova out of the equation, right, and like everything happens still the same way, of him learning his true like he was created, you know, at in a lab, you know, to to be a certain he's a lab thing. Rat dog. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and like you know, and any other pieces of fiction out there, um, where that has been the case, those characters don't really handle it too well when they find that out. No. <laughs> Most of the time they're like, I'm kind of angry and spiteful and bitter. And, you know, oh, you also happen to made me uh, in the process of doing this, made me like this super powerful being that no one else can stop. So, you know, <laughs> you know what they man. say about power, <laughs> you know, what they say about absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't. You know, as much as we, you know, had an idea of like, ah, you know, maybe potentially Sephiroth could have been a good guy, right? Like at the end of the day, but I don't think so, actually. (laughs) Like, I I mean, of course, there are like infinite possibilities, right? But at the same time, like, like, like we were saying, yeah, take, take Genova out of the equation. I still think that Sephiroth probably would have snapped and like the Nibelheim incident would have occurred no matter what. You get rid of Genova, he gets injected with Mako cells as a fetus. You know, like the, right. All that it's stuff's still, still gonna go down. Yeah. Yeah, like he is. He has been genetically engineered to become like this. You know, super weapon basically. And yeah, like that. That never. That never ends well. No. <laughs> so, you know, I think you know. I I think it was fun to think that uh, like have the idea that Sephiroth is you know a victim, right? And that, you know, he's, you know, been sort of... I can fix him. Yeah, he's been... <laughs> he's been, uh, 
you know, he's been influenced by this malevolent entity that is con- taking control of his poor little damaged brain and making him do all these horrible things. But it's like, nah, I think that is just him. And he's just being, he's just being, he's basically on, on hate steroids by, <laughs> by being, uh, you know, a sort of, uh, a vector for Genova, not, not a vessel, a vector, you know, a, a, a proxy. host, a proxy, yeah, a proxy. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, I think it's, you know, again, tying it back into the whole virus thing, which I think I'm definitely going to land on that Genova is a virus and is not like a otherworldly sort of uh like god being that is a you know like i'm trying to think of a like a close you know or you know if you think you know a god in in our reality the fiction of our reality right it's it's not like uh jenova is gonna be like zeus or something you know like i'm yeah. i don't think that that i don't i never really thought that that was a thing although maybe back in like the early early days when you see that Genova is that, you know, that corporeal form and you think, oh, well, Genova is that thing. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, is Genova like a, a, a physical thing? Is it an idea? Is it a, you know what I mean? It's like one of those, it is, I, I do not think that Genova is like, yeah, it has a corporeal form, but I don't think that's where it ends. And I think we've always yeah. kind of had that opinion of like there, Genova it reaches beyond like the physical reality of our of this. At world. least beyond our perceptions of it. Right, and or who our knows? character's perception of it. I yeah, suppose. maybe maybe they will explore that stuff later. Maybe you know when we see Bugenhagen in Rebirth, and you know he'll maybe go into more of that stuff because that's I'm also interested to see what they're going to do with that stuff well as well because, you know. I do, you know, as as great as FF7 OG is, I do feel like there was not, uh, like, they, they, they told you a lot of lore, right, about, like, the past and stuff like that, but it was all very hyper-localized to what was happening, right? Yeah. And how it, like, was directly affecting. And now I feel like, not that we need sort of tangential stuff as much, but... I think that they have an opportunity now, like as we've been saying all along while playing remake and all these other things is that they've been taking this opportunity to flesh out the world in ways that we necessarily weren't um, considering. Right. And now they have the opportunity to reincorporate all these ideas and these, these story beats and story paths that seemed sort of disconnected and disjointed before. Right. And, and I think within this context of remake and rebirth that it is going to like, we are going to see more of that stuff and all those things that we were kind of saying earlier about, you know, are they going to mention, you know, like more about Genova? I hope so. Because if there's anything that I've learned by uh, us having this discussion is like, yeah, I want more. (laughs) I need to know more. I need, I want them to go. I don't need every single little detail, but just like uh, exploring it a little bit more and, you know, like what, what actually is occurring here, right? Because it was very much like, okay, you know, Genova is uh, the dark side, right? And Sephiroth is... the planet is the the light side, yeah. Right, yeah. And then like, oh, Sephiroth, Darth Vader, oh God, oh no, he's the bad guy. And that's kind of like, that's all it really needed to be. But like now, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm older and I'm more interested in the sort of the minutia of things that like oh yeah i would love for them to explore that more and i hope that they do but yeah i think genova in terms of like getting down to the 
you know, the headline of this episode of who is in control, they both are. Symbiotic. Like you're saying, symbiosis. That's the best we could, exactly. best we could give you. Yeah, and Today, that's who like, knows? Yeah, I don't... Maybe in two or three years we have the same conversation and we could be more definitive about it. Yeah, yeah. When when Rebirth comes out and we play it and beat it and, you know, hopefully, you know, and who knows? Maybe we'll get other trailers maybe that will hint towards things and stuff like that. But I, I am very curious to see. Like, I would love to come back to this idea mm-hmm. in in a like post-rebirth world and see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, and see, and and honestly, I would love to after rebirth comes out, and and if because we're probably we'll probably do many other theory videos, um, in the build-up to rebirth coming out, um, I would love to revisit a lot of those. Yeah, uh, that'd be sick. within that with all that new information that we're gonna get and be like, how on the money were we, or and how far off were we <laughs> on most of them, and probably the latter is probably more likely. <laughs> to I would, be yeah, let's let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're not, you know, we're not uh we're not Maximilian, you know. We're not we're not uh we, we can't uh I'm trying to think of what's that other uh Nostradamus. Yeah, we're not there you go. <laughs> we're not th- you know, we're not going to predict everything here, but I I would it would be fun if some of the stuff that we had talked about ended up being uh true. But I guess Only we'll have to see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And I mean, I don't know. At this point, I don't know where else this episode can go. <laughs> so, I think I think we've covered just about everything we could on this topic. Yeah, and yeah, I, uh, the only other thing I would say is that uh, if you're still listening uh, at this point, um, let us know. I want to know, and I'm I'm making the call to action for the people in the Discord. Uh, anyone listening, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm, cu- I'm really curious. Like, because this is something that, you know, like we had, you know, when you had initially brought this idea up to me, Nick, and it was spurred on by stuff that you were seeing on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, I want I to know other people's opinions. Yeah, because you know, I couldn't as- believe that this is a convert. Like, it got, first of all, like, ugh, it got heated. The shit that I saw was heated. <laughs> so it, ga- it well, gave me Twitter, a desire. So. I'm like, I wonder if two people can have this conversation and not kill each other. And that's what this show's all about, hey. guys. That's what this show's <laughs> all about, by the way. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe Chris and I can yeah, talk we, about this and want- not, like, have to insult each other. Yeah, no, and I think, I mean, we also are kind of, I think we've, we're also kind of on the same page, really, from the start. That, or at and least like, in the I don't care area. which, I don't really have a, um, a stake in the outcome. Like, I feel like a lot of people were arguing over, like, like, it would really affect their experience if it ended up one way or the other. I'm just in the boat of, like, look, whatever it ends up being, just, as long as it makes just show me story. how it works. Yeah. Just show me yeah, how it whatever works. whatever way. That's like, it. I'm excited to get my shit rocked in a way that I wasn't even thinking about. Like, the the best outcome, I think, would be something that is totally, uh, you know, opposite of everything that we were talking about. But not, you know, there obviously are different degrees of that. Like, I don't want it to, I don't want it to be like we're going to end up in a in a floating out in space. And, you know, we're going to see a, a sexy goddess lady and be like, hey, I'm Genova. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Highly but. doubt we get to that point. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, at, at this point, I mean, we, we have, you know, I think we've said multiple times on this show that we are pretty open minded when it comes to this franchise. And we were not turned off by the changes in remake and we were actually excited by them yeah. and we want things to change. We want we don't want it to be a a beat for beat remake and, and you know, just to, oh, just tell the same story. I just again. want the source material honored. 
Like they don't have to go right. beat for beat. They don't have to do the same thing. But that's what remake did for me. Make Tifa, it a good story. Tifa, Aerith, Barrett, Cloud, Red. They all acted exactly the way I always imagined they would. It's not exactly. like they're, it, when they're making changes, it's not like, okay, well, now, now Cloud's a pussy. And Barrett is a ballerina. Like, that's not the changes. <laughs> you know, like, so. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a completely different thing. But they are making these subtle, uh, well, some subtle and some not. Where, you know, because I was like, oh, they're going to make in these subtle tweaks. Like, you know, making Zack alive. Uh, <laughs> these yes, subtle just subtle tweaks. Subtle tweaks. <laughs> that, you know, fundamentally change the story. And again, I don't care whether or not Zack's alive. I just want him to be Zack. Yeah, make, make it, hey, if, like make it interesting like and not just interesting of like oh it's different from how we remember it it's like no make it i want i want zach being back to be like a thing that is like okay i see why they did this and went down this road that's the only thing i care about i don't want to i don't want to end up at the end of this trilogy being like why why did they do this (laughs) why has any of this been done like why 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 didn't they just do a beat for beat remake you know um that that to me is the worst case scenario. Is that I we come out at the end of this and I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, we just, just devoted the, the last time, seven dude, the years same, of our lives to this thing. And <laughs> I was gonna say at the same time, I'd be equally as disappointed if we got to the end and nothing changed. And I'd be yeah, like, okay, yeah, so then why did absolutely. you make me kill fate? Right. Yeah. So what they was gotta all find that, other that stuff? middle ground, dude. They gotta find that middle ground. Yeah, and I and based on what we've seen so far. That seems like they're doing that pretty well. and I would I, say I'm, so far so good. And Integrade, Integrade did a lot to help them. Not that Remake was anything bad, mm-hmm. but Integrade made Dirge cool. That was a yeah. big deal for me. Yeah, that, it was a huge deal. Because, yeah. you know, we had... we I still love that we came right off the heels of talking about Dirge on the podcast when Integrade got announced. And it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, oh, okay, you know, because the biggest complaint we had about that was, oh, man, it feels like, you know, uh, Deep Ground kind of literally just came out of nowhere, and they did, uh, you know, and that was, like, the biggest thing about it. It was like, the, who who are you guys? What, what is, what, why are you here? Yep. Oh, we've been, we've been here the whole time. No one, just no one said anything about it. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's totally good writing uh (laughs) um but you know now that we see yeah again being able to reincorporate stuff i think is uh gonna be good but don't want to ramble too much because we've taken enough of these people's time already so um with that being said we do want to hear from you guys so like we say uh, plenty of other times you can message us on our our instagrams uh you know you can email us mid the midgar minute at gmail.com you know, uh, or hey, you could join the Discord if you want, or you know, you, you, you don't have to. But <laughs> there's plenty of other ways <laughs> to get in contact want, with guys. us. Whatever you guys want, we we are champions of choice here on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I guess with that being said, we do want to hear from you guys, and uh, we will be back in, uh, in a couple weeks. A, a, in a couple weeks, and uh, we're not sure what the next episode is going to be, but it, uh, we'll... it'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll count us down. I'm ready for you, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling in the mood, you know? All right. Three, two, one. Ooh, lightheaded after that one. <laughs>